Welcome, listener. This is Louis, host of The Cove, the podcast where we go deep with crypto builders along the path to 100 million daily signers. Today, I've got Thomas, the founder of Zen Republic, on the show, and we're chatting about Web3 GameFi, VR, Metaverse, is play to earn dead? Will virtual lands be worth something? Are NFTs purely hype? And some other fun tangents. Before we dive in, I'd like to share a bit about Streamflow, who make this podcast possible. Streamflow is hassle-free on-chain token operations using money streams. Stop using an Excel sheet and start using Streamflow for automated token vesting and payroll. Streamflow is the market leader on Solana. Twice audited with over 500 million in TVL, 37,000 plus streams created and 40 plus clients, including outstanding teams like Raindrops, Hubble, Jungle DeFi, Heavenland, Genopets, and the list goes on. To set up hassle-free vesting contracts and automated payroll, head over to streamflow.finance and get started today. I'm here with Thomas, founder of Zen Republic, which is a Web3 games and entertainment studio. And we're going to chat all things Web3 gaming and NFTs today. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you for having me. Pleasure being here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you as well. Um, I guess, of course, the first place we should start is if you can share a bit about what Zen Republic is and what you're working on there. For sure. So I would like to start by saying Zen Republic, we have, uh, we have started our work in 2020 as a VR game studio. I was uh, then, then studying computer science and I was highly fascinated with, with VR. Um, but then after kind of a couple of years working with VR games and seeing how it's not really getting into the mainstream and I'm still the weird guy who's like doing some things that nobody, nobody's hearing about because nobody has a VR headset. Uh, I got deeper, deeper into like this rabbit hole of VR and discovered metaverse. And I thought metaverse is where we're going to live then. And after that, it kind of developed into NFTs, like the items and everything, the avatars that were going to be in the metaverse are all going to be NFTs. So I kind of went deeper and deeper and just decided to kind of make a switch from VR to Web3 because Web3 is more easily accessible, um, as in accessible in the terms of experiencing things. Uh, because the, uh, even though uh, Web3 requires like wallets, stuff like that, it's still much easier to access than the VR experiences with VR headset only. So I just decided to kind of make that switch still uh, still being uh, in mentally in, in my mind being years ahead of the world and trying to kind of uh, kind of build the, the new the new metaverse world uh, from the from the barracks of, of, of NFTs and Web3 while having VR somewhere in the back. And uh, later down the road, when both of these industries are no longer small bubbles, I'll try to combine them into something very beautiful, which I has, still haven't got a clue what it is going to be exactly, but I have some glimpses. So, um, so, and what we're working on right now is basically trying to innovate with, with games, trying to make some, uh, with games and other like entertainment experiences. Um, mainly, uh, I'm trying to uh, make games and experiences that would, uh, that are not just games, but things that get uh, communities or uh, members of people to communicate and bond together. This is kind of, let's see, our, our main motive right now is to try to figure out ways for people to 
make bonds between each other so that uh, so that the nft market with free market wouldn't be just about money and floor prices and and scams and things like that mm. so i we i want to get culture i, I want to uh, um, how should i say i want to make sure that uh, the nft market web3 market is not about money but about a culture as well and that's not being expressed as much so i'm trying to take that on with zen republic got you i'm curious with your background what was your take very briefly on the the new apple device the one that goes over your eyes oh yeah i watched it all i watched it all yeah. uh, was really curious on what's it gonna be and to be honest i was kind of underwhelmed um, mm. When I was reading up the news before the, the VR headset even hit, there were kind of speculations, right? At first they said, oh, it's going to be like the world changing device is going to be like, we're all going to live in metaverse, right? And then it's uh, and then it downgraded uh, with speculations, it downgraded to something which I was really looking forward. I knew this was not, not going to be anything super extraordinary, but the downgrade seemed like a very cool device. And the speculation said that iPad everywhere. You just have your glasses and you can just mm. have iPad on any surface. So you wouldn't need to carry your own iPad. You can just, whatever you want, you can just have a screen where you can touch things, right? On a table, on mm. the wall, anywhere. And that seemed to me like a very cool device, which uh, w which makes sense to have, right? On your eyes instead of physically on your on you. And I was really hoping this would be the case. Uh, but turns out it was just big old glasses with a charger. You still have to have a wire that goes to the charger on your, on your pocket yeah. and i just thought that's not it uh, of course i know that knowing apple they're gonna make sure that ux is gonna be perfect and what i'm what i'm thinking is that uh, that device is gonna be uh, more for, for production that means uh, tools which lets creators do things for example sculpting in vr doing animations in vr and they're going to make the process such uh, such that it's going to be easy to record easy to share and that will get people to really acknowledge the power of vr and get others to to buy in for the next generations and i think now is is going to be all about being creator in vr is cool right making content mm. in vr is cool which is which has been cool for years now but uh, people outside of vr bubble don't know about it i think i think apple can make sure that this gets noticed like making content in vr 3d content making it in vr is much more intuitive than like blender or whatever software that you're only looking from one perspective of 3d at one time in vr for example if you're sculpting you can just kind of look around right you just kind of mm. see everything you can it, you feel like you're working with the 3d piece of whatever you're making you object know? yeah so yeah so, so this is what i what i'm thinking apple will this will still be a revolution but not the way people imagine it to be i i, I wonder if i if i could take the other side here and it just becomes like a expensive status item that people have and they just watch netflix on it or something <laughs> like you know what i mean like oh what yeah, should yeah, i watch yeah. on my vision or whatever you know like yeah so i think this is, is gonna course. be this is going to be, I think, the, the thing that uh, cool guys, cool creators are going to be like the ones sharing mm. things and being, and being cool, right? And the others will just want to have a bit of a spotlight, right? Just buy it off, uh, make yeah. one, one sculpt and, and then spend their days uh, on, on, on watching Netflix. I, I do think this is the way, right? Yeah. First, you need to get the creators so that yeah. creators can persuade consumers to buy the product as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at like the long trajectory of sort of MacBook, MacBook Pros, for example, they used to be seen really for like artists and designers and et cetera. And now it's like general purpose kind of 
pound for pound, one of the best laptops you can have really. Um, okay, so that, that diversion aside, um, can you just tell me a bit about, um, I guess, so the thesis, the, the thesis for Zen Republic was really around connecting people, right? Is that how you would summarize it? Was that why you formed Zen yes. Republic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I first started, I still didn't know about this mission. Uh, I was just mm -hmm. in a, a young, naive guy. I'm still still young and still naive. Uh, but uh, but when I first started, I was just that I want to do cool things. I want to just, uh, I want to make games, right? Because I was uh, very big on gaming. And I knew after trying out VR for, for the first time, I was like, the gaming is dead. I want to make cool games and explore this new medium of VR. This was kind of my idea is just to kind of to go and exper experiment, right? Uh, but uh, but now with Web3 and NFTs, what I see is that uh, there's people are always talking about communities, right? Community this, community that. We're all getting together for some for some goal, for something, right? And um, it's not really a place for gamers right now. It's, it's more about uh, like just kind of connections, right? Connections, knowing where to make some money, right? And, but I still, I talked with a lot of different communities um, on how do you get your communities to form, right? What kind of method do you use for a community to form? So, so you become friends and something. Every single one in some way have some sort of gamification. Um, and, the pro and, and the problem is basically that we have our own NFT collection. This blockchain is whole big database, right? Which uh, games, applications can all use the same information, right? So, uh, and, and those communities, they're still using old methods of playing some Discord games, going on a poker night, you know? Things that uh, yeah. everybody from outside Web3 can do. This, and so that makes it kind of boring, you know? Like you feel like you're into NFTs, you join some co community by buying NFT and you feel like this is going to be a place where you experience web three things right everything web three and then turns out you're mm. playing some web two games to bond so it doesn't have the same effect and i want to try mm. and see how to make it how to integrate gaming not as a ponzi scheme that you can just play every day and and try to uh, to, to flip some tokens right but as a means of um both edu educational value right and the bonding value because i still think that a newcomer to to nfts by clicking some uh, some things, pressing this, pressing that, going play, claiming some reward, right? They still learn without even thinking about that they're learning about how Web three works. So this mm. is yeah, this is kind of what's on my mind right now. Okay, yeah. I mean, anyone who grew up playing video games, especially online, has I think will resonate with that idea of bonding with other people through the you know the digital digital platform. Whether that was like Counter Strike or World of Warcraft or whatever, I'm sure you know people will, will remember making some friendships there. Um, so speaking, <clears throat> zooming in on the the, the game Fi or Web three games or whatever we're calling it today, um, there was a big moment with Axie Infinity, like maybe a couple of years ago. There's been um, Steppen had a big moment. There's been like some big successes, but they don't seem to last for a long time. Um, do you have any ideas around like why we haven't? created sustainable web3 games yet i think it's just a matter of uh, of simplicity i mean I, I played myself some steppen i didn't play axe infinity myself but i just watched some tutorials and like saw like the ponzinomics be behind axe infinity right so i just watched some mm. of those things to know what not to do and like it mm. all comes down to it being too of a simplistic model and it's understandable considering that uh, making anything on chain is difficult, time intensive, right? Mm -hmm. And the attention span of people is very quick, right? Uh, they get on from one thing to another very easily. 
So, and if you, you make some complex game with complex economics, which would be able to manage, right, which would be manageable in some way, to the, um, it, it's not viable right now to make that kind of game because when people join in, they want to instantly see if this is a game that can make money, that can be, mm. um, if, that can be worth your time, right? Instantly. If, if you see like it's kind of boring, you need to learn, you need to understand how economics work, right? Uh, then you move on to some, uh, to some other thing. I think that in part, uh, that is because there's not really gamers in, in, in the market. Um, uh, people who game, yeah. they, they go just buy some uh, game from from Steam or some like cheap key for $3 to, to get some, like, some great quality AAA game, right? Gamers do those things. And... Um, and for um, and and for us for the for Axe Infinity for the step in, I only played step in because I saw that it was crazy. You could walk for ten minutes a day to get what a hundred dollars, right? So mm. that was crazy when it like. And then when it got to ten dollars a day, I wouldn't got bored. I was like, I'm not walking ten minutes for just ten dollars, right? <laughs> so I mean, this 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 was not a game. And Axe Infinity is not really a game. Mm. Um, so th that's what I'm thinking. It's just kind of a, a simplistic model which can only last up until there's new people coming in and, and buying NFTs from the floor. So I think those are just kind of simple schemes that just had like their moment. People just uh, hype them up after after getting a lot of axes, after getting a lot of those boots, right? And they they make uh, they say hype, 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 and then goodbye to you guys. Get get the rest of the scraps while the game is dead. So um, what I think. Uh, what's gonna be the way to get uh, both web two people in and make sure that economic uh, uh, game economy is strong? I think what we need to do is uh, for a web two game that's been lasting for a long time. I'm seeing RuneScape. I'm seeing RuneScape everywhere. Like uh, every people, uh, all, all mm -hmm. the people in Web three, they're always using RuneScape as an example. And I think RuneScape can mm -hmm. actually pull that off. They want to stay relevant, right? So I think a game which has lasted for countless years would know. Who have team who has a full team of economists, right? Who know how to manage the assets and stuff, right? They need to say in some way we're turning to Web three now, right? The new items that are gonna come out, they're gonna be NFTs, right? And I think it should be like this kind of a gradual change, uh, change to Web three, which is gonna get, uh, which is both gonna educate Web two people, right? And for Web three people, is gonna mm, it just be a, a proper kind of economic model which is which wouldn't take now five years to develop right nobody wants to invest now in a game which would take five years to develop right so mm. uh, i think this is kind of how we uh, make um, the tokenomics viable is is by finding some mmo game and, tr and trying it out on them on, on some brave mmo game which is dying out but doesn't want to give up and say hey mm. it's time you move to web3 so we need some proper influencers who can come and influence them to try out the web3 way and get the new players in or should i say and actually, with that being said, I think MMO, uh, this is how MMO genre is going to uh, have its renaissance or is the next wave because people have stopped playing MMOs, right? MMOs used to be a very big thing. Everybody mm -hmm. used to play MMOs, right? Instead of now these kind of uh, tournament type of games like Fortnite and Dota's and League of Legends. It, yeah. it all was about MMOs uh, like uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, yeah. And it seems like... This kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It seems like people just kind of, uh, after a while, they, they see that their time is not worth it, right? It's a big grind and their time mm -hmm. is not worth it. And if we introduce uh, the crypto economics, right, into it, that you can just uh, grind 
for how much however much time you want and then you can actually sell your items to buy items for in another game so when you start playing another game you're not starting from scratch right your time has mm. been valued as much as the game is popular that's going to be your value of your time how well did you select a game to play and stuff like that so i think mmos are going to come back through uh, through to, uh, tokenomics like that and also with mmos is going to turn into like the vr mode the metaverse and then it's going to be we're going to be like instead of living in this earth there's going to be a bunch of different alternative worlds where uh, one person is going to uh, be working as a as a dragon slayer somebody's going to be working as a proper job as a pokemon trainer right and and, and there's going to be a, a blurred line of of what is a real job and what is not Mm. Uh, there's a lot there's a lot in there i mean firstly one thing that I, I get struck by is just this interesting dynamic where gamers are very happy to pay for a game or to buy cosmetics and items inside the game and have really no ownership over them at all but they're very happy for this experience but then in the flip side if the game can actually make them money they're very fickle and very quickly move on or expect a large amount of money or you know what i mean so it, it makes sense the way that you explain it that Essentially, the games we've had so far just haven't been fun enough or intriguing enough for not gamers to actually enough. want to play. Them. They don't have that lore that could like last them for being around yeah. for years, you know? Yeah, you look at something like League of Legends, you know, it's packed full of lore. It's packed. It, there's a huge um, like level skill skill level to the game. Mm-hmm. You can really become like a master at the game. And I think there's no crypto games that I'm aware of that actually have like a high skill cap. It's mostly just like, you know, kind of an idle gaming kind of thing. Um, and then the, the the last thing I want to pick up on is that that idea of like having um, a universal, say it's almost like a universal account, isn't it? Like similar to Steam, but it would be a, your crypto wallet with regards to games. And then you kind of have you, these universal items. And what's really exciting about that and, and interesting is it it in, in the, the incentives are very nicely aligned around trying to discover hot new games because you're actually financially rewarded in a sense for you know, grinding some cool new indie game because as it then blossoms and gets big, you know, then the, I, your, your time and effort is actually, I mean, and also your enjoyment, hopefully, which is what, what we need to get to, um, is actually like even more be- beneficial, right? Um, so that's a really nice sort of uh, alignment of incentives there to help, help people trying new projects and new games. Um, I, I think also achievements is also a, a nice thing. as Achievement as a global NFT um, it can be uh, something like your whichever game, let's say you completed, or whichever game you've got achievements for, it's part of your personality. So let's say the, uh, Twitter, let's say introduces NFTs, like your showcase, your badges, or something, right? Mm. And uh, if you've got, let's say, some achievement that you've beaten Ender Dragon in Minecraft, right, or something like that, you feel like you're proud of it, right? And you feel like this is part mm-hmm. of who you are. And you're able to show it because you have an NFT of that, achievement NFT. You can just put it on um, on your Metaverse house on the wall, on your Twitter page as one of your badges, right? So it's kind of like uh, it has the uh, an additional value to you playing. It's not about the game you play, but it's about what, uh, what other people you can meet because you have played this game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for example... I know that if I, I I I played a lot of Pokemon back in the day, and I know if I meet some person right now, just going out, you know, some conference or whatever, we go talk, and he says he played Pokemon. I feel like I have a lot in common with him, right? I feel like we're a little bit a similar type of person, right? We can relate to each other at least a bit because we used to 
like the same game. So I think mm. uh, NFTs can help out with that as well. Like even single player mm. games can have the achievements, which is like if you it, get some achievement from the game, you you're globally uh, now kind of confirmed that you are you have experienced this game, and this is what makes you you. Mm. That feels like it could almost extend to DeFi and social apps as well. If you had some kind of use, universal achievement, you know, you did this amount of like volume or whatever, then and you can look at someone's achievements, you can get a pretty good sense of like what their interests are and maybe what their yeah what 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 kind of games and levels they're playing at, not just in sort of inside gaming but inside um, you know finance and social. Um, like we we spoke about the I guess failed I don't know if failed is the right term but not very not very like sustainable games that before um is there any examples currently in the in the web3 gaming area where we can see like a successful game which is sustainable so far that you can point to um i don't really know there is one there is one game uh by my let's say acquaintance or a per, or, or a friend let's say i know called spaceman dev We've been talking about 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 this game for for a while um, before he made it. We we had a call to discuss it. It's called Pockets, and it's it's a very interesting concept. And I think this is uh, what the Web three game should focus on. And um, so the idea is basically it's kind of an RPG game, right? Which you play. Um, we didn't. We didn't uh, agree on one thing. He decided to go another way, but I'm still trying to convince him to go the other. But basically, in that RPG, you're playing as a faction. You join with your character. You join as a faction, so you can like choose for out of different NFTs that are available, like Mad Lads, Famous Foxes, right, or something like that. And mm. you, you can use that as a character, and you can join with your NFT into a faction. And the faction can have multiple different NFTs. And then you're uh, getting res resources together. You're like making sure that your faction is strong with resources and land, right? And doing like mm. governance and missions. So, but I think um, this type of game would be like, it's, it's, it's already like it's an early alpha, right? But it's already proven to kind of work in some way. Uh, but what I would like to say is, since we have this whole infrastructure of NFT collections, right? Those could be the guilds. So an RPG game where let's say um, some collection some nft collection joins as a guild so there could be a guild of mad lads guild of famous foxes guild of uh, galactic geckos and you you name it right and mm. that would uh, that would do two things um one is it it can encourage cooperation uh, between between community members so mm. they would feel like this game is made for them even though the game is just made by somebody else Right, but uh, they were allowed to have a club. They were, let's say, whitelisted. Their collection was whitelisted, and now they have their own little guild. And nobody else who doesn't have an NFT cannot touch that, let's say, land, right, or cannot make it foster, right. So, I'm sorry, it, it lagged for a little bit. I hope that no, I can hear you fine. Okay, cool. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so it's kind of like a white label type of game, right, where it, only those who have the NFTs are able to work on that land. Uh, that means you can have um, cooperation between uh, the, the um, between the guilds. So you can have go into your own Discord channel because you already have your channels where you communicate, and you can talk about the strategies. Hey, did you hear about this game? Right? We can work. We can try to go into the leaderboard. We, our, we can prove that our community is very strong strategically, right? Because we're mm. working together and we're climb, climb, uh, going to the top, right? So cooperation between community members 
and competition against other communities. What I see people are having it wrong, for example, with NFT games. They're making an NFT collection where uh, and splitting into the factions, the NFT collection itself. So not only are you kind of gating mm. access, but within gated access community, you're splitting it in more pieces and fractioning it even further to create this kind of game feel. I feel like we should do it, as I said, the other way around. Make uh, communities, existing communities, compete with, with each other, right? Uh, to prove that they're worth in some way. So one community may be, let's say, very good um, uh, with gaming, right? And this is how they can get known, right? Uh, they, this is how community makes sure that, uh, that their logo is being seen, right? If we do well in this game, which is very popular, we're going to go to the top and we're going to make sure people see this uh, com community and maybe they'll go to Magic Eden, to Tensor, to buy the NFT and try to join, right? Because they see this is the fact, the result of us being working together, right? Mm. It, it, being in the top shows the strength of a community. I think this is what a game mm. should be like, you know, a game which uses the existing uh, infrastructure of the NFT market to try and get people to cooperate and compete. Uh, and mm. this, this, and that, uh, I think this type of game would be um, very, um, very right in this market. As, especially that game shouldn't require. So I'm kind of like talking about the pockets game in a sense, right? But it's just mm. something I'm also thinking maybe as a competing project, maybe I would like to join pockets as well because I know that that guy is really thinking the same way as, as me. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, so basically this is, I think, what what's the right, the right game to make. Uh, also, that game shouldn't be anything that uh, requires a lot of time. Uh, it should be something that you just go on the game and every day you make a couple of on-chain transactions. Let's say, I want to plant a seed here. I want to do this. I want to vote for this, right? And you're done for the day. You feel like you're a gamer, right? You feel like you're part of this this club who care about things, right? And uh, and you didn't have to game. You didn't have to play a long time to be a gamer. And you feel like, oh, I had a very nice time with a couple clicks. So I think this is kind of the, the start. You can get any person who hasn't really played games to say, hey, you might not be a gamer, but please go there. Click click a, cu a couple of buttons with your NFT as a character. You're going to help us immensely, right? And they feel like they're part mm -hmm. of the group. Then. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of a long answer. But I think this is, let's say, the right type of game to make when there's not really gamers in the economy. Got you. So you see, you see it being more valuable to sort of bring non-gamers in rather than trying to convert existing gamers, for example, to like a Web three, a Web three game. Yes, um, uh, from my uh, uh, from my experience at least, because I'm too small of a fish to to try and get uh, Web two gamers into Web three, right? I would yeah, need right. years of education and um, years of educating, getting I know known in those spaces, right? Mm. Uh, so I think much it will be it will go much faster if Web two giants are convinced to try out Web three, right? For example, Habo Hotel was a very popular metaverse back in the day, and to survive, they now made like, uh, a brave choice to turn into Web three, and now they're making their own NFT hotel. It's not it was mm. not like the very popular game, but I've been playing it for for years. So and there's a lot of people who are really kind of really spend their time there. So yeah. So I think uh, for me as a Web3 native, right, I've, I've been around for a couple of years. I think our job is to try and make the Web3 experience of gaming um, easier or, and, and just try to, to make more experiences for this limited niche uh, audience. So that when Web2 giants bring Web3 people in, 
they will see, oh, I want to see what else is cool, right? Because this is just, in the RuneScape, I can only have my NFT as an item and that's it, right? But I feel like this technology has got a lot more to offer, right? So this there would be me and other indie devs who are working to... Um, working to progress the technology further, right? And see what, what kind of ways uh, NFTs and these blockchain transactions uh, could could innovate games with. So we would be like the ones, like, uh, let's say if uh, Web2 people are kind of like watching the Hollywood movies, right? Uh, and then they get bored of it and they're like, okay, where can I watch some Norwegian movie, right? Some Norwegian mm -hmm. <laughs> I know how to call it, like gourmand. I don't know how what the word is. Um, uh, they often have like murder mysteries and sort of serial killer, like pretty dark. Yeah, but dark yeah, but what I mean is, just kind of like you want to get like more, more into. Uh, I cannot, I cannot remember the word, but like you want to be like more exclusive, right? I don't want to watch Hollywood movies; mm. it's for the new, right? I want to go mm. deeper, in, like the. And, and be cool in that space. So I think the, this is where we come in, and we and we need players right now as testers. So our ways to try to uh, convert non-gamers to gamers in for to do at least a couple of clicks. Got you, got you. And the the term of play to earn. Do you think that is that dead? Like, do you think in the next say if there's an next bull run, do you think we'll still be talking about play to earn, or will will we have moved on? Oh yes, yes, for sure. Play to earn dead as dead as can be. It's it's just not yeah. a good not a good way to get people in. Uh, they, no. Wherever you see it, you know this is not gonna last a long, long time, right? Play if you yeah. make a game play to earn. This is just kind of casino with more steps. Um, mm. uh, so I think, like, at least you can say play and earn, right? <laughs> this this just at least mm, something. Yeah. Like, uh, it cannot be just to earn. It, it needs to be a game. It needs to be fun. And then you, later you can add some ways to incentivize, right? But it cannot start with economics. Uh, the game cannot yeah. start by, by saying uh, the new Web3 play-to-earn game, right? If you start by, by play-to-earn, you know that this is not going to be about the game. It's going to be about the tokens of the game. Yeah. And I think that term single-handedly has a lot to do with gamers, like real gamers, turning their nose up at crypto because... You know, if you're a real gamer, you love gaming and you see play to earn, it's like you've just ruined gaming for me. You know what I mean? Like now I'm thinking about earning money when I should be enjoying the game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And how about, um, and I mean, another angle of monetization was having virtual land and selling blocks of land, etc. Um, do you think this is dead as well or will this also have a revival? For This will also have, this will have a revival for sure. Land is very, yeah. very important uh, because mm -hmm. with land, user-generated content, possibilities, possibilities are endless. Um, so mm. I, th uh, I think if you find some place, I, I don't really know which, which right now, for example, I know with, on Ethereum, there, was, there were a bunch of like sandboxes and stuff like that where can you buy mm. different lands. I don't think those are where we're going to be living, right? But I still think people should keep their eyes open for, for lands. If they see some platform where they think it's going to hit, uh, investing in land is going to be a very smart choice because um, with buying land, if it's some sort of a metaverse type of experience, you have uh, user-generated content, meaning that if you own a land, you can place, let's say, your models from anywhere you have. You can hire some Fiverr artists to make you some models, right? And um, and you can just basically, um, I don't know, 
invest invest in some architecture in your plot to build let's say some gallery or whatever let's say you're an artist right you bought yourself a mm. piece of land somewhere where there's like action where other people are making things right i i, uh, I invest in some galleries somebody comes and builds me a gallery i go and place some of my artworks there where people can with one click they're just gonna go press and buy my artwork right so it's kind of like it's kind of like investing in your own website right and and that land is like investing in website which is tied to some other places right so when people with their vr glasses they want to like go and see like what maybe there's some theater going on right with some vr live actors maybe there's some uh, i don't know some uh, counter-strike session going on in some one plot of land right whatever kind of people can make um, uh, can make with their minds for example in vr chat there's so so many fun games and things that people are doing uh, and they're decorating the rooms in various ways they're doing like live shows theaters it's all very cool and so and i think land is going to be pretty very important and especially if you get a land in the right place you can then split, let's say, land in, let's say, four places, build some infrastructure and rent to other artists. For example, I can make like four different plots and say, hey, I built out those galleries for you. You can sell your, your things here or whatever and just pay me like some X amount of money per, per month. So if you uh, if you just kind of, like, if you see it, right, if you see like the, the future of Metaverse, the land is really the way to go. And I'm just... Um, uh, I think like it's better than owning any type of other NFT. I'm very big on land, not right now, okay. but in the future is going to be big. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I, that, I completely faded the whole land trend in the last bull market. Um, and I'm, I still just need to see a game that actually has a lot of users. And then, I mean, the land yeah. as like a primitive makes sense to me, but I just haven't seen like an actual use case not a use case i haven't seen an example where i would get excited enough to actually want to buy some land and you know get involved because most mm -hmm. of the meta boxes i uh, metaverses i tried they were very sort of empty and it needs to be the opposite right you need to feel like you're missing out if you're not in the metaverse and they always felt like oh this is cool but like there's not many people here um, i think so i guess what is going to make sense to buy land is, for example, if we're here in the met, uh, internet, right? We're just a bunch mm -hmm. of different windows where we're going from one window, from one tab to another, right? Mm -hmm. If there is some global standard of uh, of a 3D internet, right? Where you're just going through the worlds, right? Nike can have their own uh, land, right? A website could be your land where you just add things, right? In that mm -hmm. sense, when, when we have some open standard, it, owning land would be something like buying a hosting your own domain, mm -hmm. right? I think it's going to be as important as, as having a domain if there is like some standard. So, of course, if it's just like some random game, uh, buying land in it is, is crazy, crazy risky investment, right? But if there's like mm -hmm. some, some standard or at least a glimpse of you see that this can become a standard, I, I think this is kind of like investing in, in one dot com you know or something like that mm. like getting the, the best land as soon as possible because if we move yeah. I, I really believe we're gonna move from from flat tabs to to worlds to working through the different worlds it's just much more interactive much more immersive um and just kind of it just makes makes a lot of sense so i think this is where we would need to buy buy lands so like the new domains what do you think on this on this topic I guess a slightly related area is I'm very excited by AR because um, I find that having the goggles over, I used to have a PlayStation VR and I found like the goggles over, it was very impressive, but I just didn't like to spend very much time with the goggles on. 
but I imagine more like having glasses and then overlay, say, you know, I have an NFT on my wall that I see when I have my glasses on or, um, you know, just all sorts of different like environmental indicators, like almost like a, a heads up display, like in a video game, you know, tell me the temperature, like what's the air quality in the room I'm in, et cetera. This seems like a really natural kind of click, click moment for me and also a really natural click moment for NFTs because the, the overlays you have, and especially if it is then visible for other people as well, um, it, it really makes a lot of sense from the, the status object, from, from having this sort of monetizable object uh, perspective, really makes a lot of sense when you have like a networked um, AR items or collectibles. Yeah, so uh, for AR, I think definitely, a AR is going to be the precursor to VR. I think AR is going to mm. spark... Um, um, people wanting to go to, to get a VR, uh, something like, um, something like you know, let's see some some kid play some Pokemon Go uh, on AR glasses. Mm. They see some Pokemon walking past, right? But because with AR, you like it can be like not not as processor heavy, you know, uh, kind of like laggy. You have some weaker, it's gonna be like even less. And like you would say, hey. My my friends are playing fully virtual reality where they're even in a different land. You don't need to you don't need to walk out to walk in these kind of laggy Pokemon running around, right? You can go in fully into multiplayer metaverse, throw the Pokeballs around, right? And mom, mm. please, can I have a VR headset for for Christmas, right? So I think the AR could be like just kind of a you you have mobile gaming and you want to take the real deal, so you buy a console. So I think this could mm. turn to, to to VR. But for AR, sure, we're gonna move definitely from phones to AR. Phone is already a thing that we feel like is part of our body. If we, we go anywhere mm. without a phone, you cannot go anywhere without a phone. You're totally yeah. naked. So yeah. glasses is just kind of from having things separate that you can put in your pocket and you have an additional um, impulse. Like it, it takes time to get to watch information. You need to get it and see it, right? And then you're not focusing mm. on what's happening around. So it just yeah. makes perfect sense to move to glasses where it's always on you. You always see yeah. the notifications pop up. You can always see go uh, drive on the road. You see the where you have to go. You see it in red. The GP exactly. Yeah. So it just everything's on you, right? All the information you have on your phone is just on you. It makes perfect sense, and especially with NFTs, for sure. Uh, for example, see this this painting right here. Things like that. Yeah. You want to move somewhere. It's such a nuisance getting these things off, drilling the holes in, and just placing things around. This would make so much sense if you can just kind of with your AR. You just map, you join on your Wi-Fi, right? You map the, your room mm -hmm. once, walking around, it's all fully mapped. And then you just place yeah. the NFTs wherever you feel like it. And when your friend joins in yeah. with, with, the, with their AR glasses, they join in on your, on your network of Wi-Fi and it says, hey, uh, room found, AR room found, would you like to join in? Yes, sure. Join in and you see on the walls, on the same places, you see all the same NFTs that the, the, that the person has, right? And, and yeah. if 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 I see it right here, if you see it right here, does it really not exist? Like, is it is it virtual? Mm. If we both see it at the same place, it's not the hallucination, right? It's not my hallucination. We're yeah. both in the same hallucination. Even now, right now, we're in the same hallucination, and we call this reality just because we see it the same way, right? Our eyes have ev uh, evolved to see things the same way, right? So we're mm. just in the same hallucination. So if we both see an NFT, it's as real as anything. Mm, so of course yeah. uh, those people without ar glasses would think that you guys are weirdos you're looking at the wall and saying whoa this is so cool right but but yeah, but yeah i really see it i really see like we, this is gonna allow us to drop so many things 
like buying TVs, buying different screens, buying a lot. You can just kind of make your life so much easier, right? By just simulating things that, that are around, right? You don't even yeah. need, let's say some, I don't know, maybe you wouldn't even need some lamp. Maybe you can just kind of um, li- uh, add some fake lightning, right? Uh, when you map yeah. out, you can light it's... up the space. Would it be possible, I wonder, if like, just yeah, lighting? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Light- I mean, even like imagining having, say, like pot plants or something or flowers, you know, in your apartment, having a plants around your apartment. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you get to a point where, it's a bit like the matrix, you know, when he has the steak and he's like, I know it's fake, but it tastes better. Like maybe it'll be the same with glasses on, you know, you, you know that your, your room looks like shit without glasses on, but when they're on, it looks great. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's, it's a, yeah. Because you don't yeah. even know what it's like. For example, I don't even know what it's like not having a phone. So I think the yeah. same thing is going to be with glasses. Uh, even me with regular glasses, I don't know what it's, what's it like not having glasses like walking around. Right. So it'd yeah. be the same thing. Your, your plans would be as real as, as anything of course when you go to sleep you take them down you say oh my god my room is so empty yeah, <laughs> but, true, true, but you wouldn't true. care because that's how you just spend but then we day. have the implants and the you know contact lenses and then you'll never have to get to reality yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, so, it's kind of scary scary and exciting um it's an interesting future that we're looking at um i'm i'm curious you know as we um close up on the gaming do, do you see traditional gaming having any kind of threat from web3 or is it a natural evolution at some point how do you see that dynamic yes definitely everything is going to move to web3 it's just inevitable this this technology changes all the sectors it's not just gaming right it's any sector you can mm. think of nfts is just a proper way to like grant access at the, like i think at a mm. fundamental level what's it going to like it's going to be the next wave i think of nfts the first one was art and I really believe the next wave is going to be access, going to like the uh, concert, going to some like private parties. Every you just have to access with NFT. So I think it's just mm. not just like a gaming. Everything is gonna everything is gonna move to Web three because uh, I'm sure people say, "What's wrong with my like going to shop? What's wrong with having my um, shop loyalty app, right? Which can like I can have like those discounts." Sure, but then uh, people may still don't really grasp that this just kind of takes everything and puts it into like the same umbrella, right? You can have like your own loyalty mm-hmm. card from some shop and then use it in some game, right? That can gives you additional discounts in, for some game items, right? Infinite collaborations and stuff like that. So even if like the game, uh, at the least, every game would want to market them themselves, right? Now is the age of ads, right? In games. I feel like this kind of discounts by... Um, from uh from different uh, stores would be like this would be like the nail in the coffin from for regular web 2 games they would need to integrate web 3 in some sort of way because ad money is gonna dry uh, dry up uh, right as an ineffective uh, the, the percentages of who play those games who click on those ads ridiculous right so uh, so what i'm thinking is that um uh, just just the same way that I just told you, right? Let's say I'm some mm. clothing shop, right? I want to uh, have some loyalty program, things like that, and I can say, hey, if you have um, uh, if you have this loyalty card of our Zara shop in this game that we have made partnership with, you can get like some special piece of clothing, right? And this could like yeah. uh, I have some shitty game, right? It doesn't matter what kind of game I want, but I can just kind of call up Zara and say, hey, let's make this partnership. You just pay me a bit of money, and I have some items for your loyalty customers because it's all connected, right? All the NFTs are all connected in the same space. So I think it just, 
naturally is going to evolve into something like this, like marketing, game marketing, like the new type of ads is going to force people to, to go with Web3 if they want to survive without making money in-game directly. The, the cool thing, which I think we haven't explored at all, and it's something that really unlocks with Web3 and perhaps in, in relation to games as well, is imagine being, say, some kind of clothing manufacturer, as you said, and you want to do an actually a really tangible example is how like Call of Duty does um, ads with like Monster Energy Drink, and you know you can win some sort of prize by drinking Monster Energy Drink and redeeming it in the game. But this kind of thing is so much easier in Web three because Pepsi, as an example, they can see all the people who've bought you know this NFT relating to this game, and they can provide discounts just for those those gamers of that game. They can very easily do cross collaboration, and it's like. There's no, it's not difficult at all. You know, I'm, I'm sure that we'll have um, like loyalty and reward point applications and, and protocols that make it super easy for different companies to do, to work together and do like um, cross marketing and cross, cross promotions, which is yes. something that in the real world or in, you know, web two world is, is not so easy, really. I don't think it's a very easy proposition. Yes, you need to basically kind of like connect to each other, share the assets with each other, right? So it's kind of complicated. And Web3 yeah. will be just something like, hey, whitelist this address, right? And then whatever, yeah. whoever comes in, this way, address is whitelist, and people are going to just load up their NFTs. Those I mean, it, it, would, it would almost be permissionless in a sense because you could just scan all the people who have this NFT from playing this game and provide them with an offer. You don't even need to do mm -hmm. a, a deal with yes, the game. Yes, drop some token or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So this is this is really exciting. Uh, I think we're hitting time here soon, Thomas. But um, I'd like to get your take on sort of NFTs. I suppose in relation to games, but also NFTs as a primitive. Like we had this big boom with a lot of celebrities getting into NFTs. We had the play to earn. I'm curious to get your sense of like, do you think that NFTs have hit some kind of wall, or like have they already met? their potential or do you see the pfp stage that we've had as kind of like a first discovery step towards something much bigger oh yeah yes for sure for sure this this uh, i i think um the first wave the 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 art wave um has uh, has done one good thing that is like it's, it's it was kind of like a very how should i say um two ways uh how, how, how was this expression I, I forgot but basically there's two pieces two sides of the coin with uh, with a with mm. a nft boom with the art thing is on one hand it was very easy to convince people that uh, art can be can cost millions right uh, because mm. oh you can see this oh who can who can say this is not worth a million right if this is the price i want to sell and you want to buy it right so it was kind of very easy to it's a very good it's a very good thing that we have this kind of a boom because nft as art it it gave um it gave a lot of money from random people in web 2 they gave a lot of money to people to build right of course majority of them just shrugged and went went away with their millions right but some people actually stayed for the technology to try and build something so i think even uh, so this this phase of nft as art uh, while it gave a lot of money uh, to for us to build it also set uh, set us back um in terms of um in terms of uh, um not awareness of what nfts actually mm -hmm. are 
because mm. now when we go, we go and talk with people around, hey, what can what can you tell me about NFT, right? And they say, oh, it's just piece of art, right? It's just kind of something, some image, some JPEG, right? That's what people yeah. know because that's what they've been fed, right? The, by people insiders who wanted to raise some money. So yeah. by raising the money first, they set the industry back a couple of years because now they need to be re-educated that NFTs are not necessarily images. The images is just the representation, mm. right? And this is what we need to educate on next. So for, for sure, we have now hit the wall because people are like, sure, sure. NFTs are not just images. They're just some piece of code, right? Mm. Why would I care? Why would I want to have some wallet where I have these codes, right? Uh, even even if we, this is kind of the wall that we are in, like, why would I care about owning these things? So I think the mm. next step is access. When, for example, you go to some event, right? And uh, you go to some breakpoint event, you get some Web2 people in who are like, oh, I wonder what this Web3 event, mm-hmm, maybe I'm going to buy some artworks or whatever, right? But still, people will still know outside of bubble, will still know about a breakpoint event, right? But only mm. select people will say, oh, so in the evening, it's time to go party in like this exclusive Mad Lads event where you only need, where you need to have a Mad Lad to access, right? And then it's going to click with them, right? That sure, I, I could like buy this, uh, this piece of thing, right? And then I may have some exclusivity, something to, to access with, right? So that it's not just, uh, it would mix, it would put the sense into why is an NFT a code, right? Because people would don't really mm. understand about codes and stuff. It's like, sure, it's not an image, it's a code somewhere in the blockchain, some address line, but what is it, right? And it will make sense where you can just go and click your phone to some scanner. It will say, Bing-bong. Mad Lads mm. NFT found, you're free to enter. Then it will click, right? This is not. This is what a code is. Like, 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 kind of like QR code, kind of like loyalty mm. card, right? So I think this is what we're mm. going. This is where you're going to have a next boom. Like a key card, like in games, the old games. Yes, you yeah. have to go and get a key going, card to yeah, get through going, a door. Going yeah. to some office, right? Going to your workplace. Instead of having an additional card you have to carry around, it's going to be just an additional NFT in your wallet, right? You don't need different yeah. apps for different cards, right? Everything is just under the hood and on your wallet, on your identity. So it yeah. will start to make sense when people start accessing their work, uh, concerts, um, parties, and games, right? And stuff like that. This is, this is yeah. going to become more apparent to everybody. Yeah, and not necessarily is it going to be linked to value. I think also that that is an, that's another like another given that people have from the NFTs mm-hmm. art, like oh the NFT has to have some kind of value. It has to be scarce. It has to be collectible. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it can really just be like mechanically something that lets you go through a door or through, you know, whatever. Um, yes, or it can yes, represent exactly. an item that you hold. Um, so yeah, uh, and also we didn't even touch at all on r- real world assets, which is also interesting in, in relation to NFTs, but that's a whole different kettle of fish for another day. Um, yeah, thanks so much, Thomas, for coming on and sort of, I feel like there's a fire hose of excitement around um, Web3, around uh, like buying land, VR, AR. Um, I, I can feel the excitement on your side on these topics and it, it, it's been exciting to chat on these topics and kind of learn yeah, where you think it's heading. Um, so I've enjoyed it a lot. I've enjoyed it as well. I really like the questions. Thank you for letting me express myself. Um, yeah, yeah I've, I've been usually like talking just about NFTs. So really appreciate that you kind of got that side of me in the VR AR part, which I think is pretty important. I've been sleeping on it for, for a little while. I've been, I've been letting it, I've been letting it go for a bit. It's been a bit dormant. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks a lot, Thomas, for coming on and uh, till next time. See ya. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review if you're feeling generous. And I'd also like to give a brief reminder that nothing said on the podcast is financial advice. My views are my own. And when navigating crypto, remember that you are responsible for your own assets and always do your own research.